Forgot to get in my. Uh... Ooh, look at you! Okay, so I'm wearing a nightgown. Nice. But like I've worn this nightgown, so I'm like, oh, I'll just put some pink. I'll just put. A, is that just a scarf over the top? Scarf, yeah. But I just didn't want to um, get my clothes dirty that I'm going to wear tonight. Okay, that's fair. I, yeah, I don't gotta... want to get dressed just to sit here in this room and then be ready two hours early or whatever so yeah that's understandable welcome to another episode of Screw me with, with sherry and andy. andy i'm andy bargo and this is my bestie sherry hardman we decided to do something yeah andy bargo and i will do anything for attention <laughs> yes we will i'll tell you what i did my nails my hair and my nails my hair you gotta give yourself credit for all the things you do i'll tell you what i did earlier later now i don't know when it'll happen earlier earlier my hair and being the best at no matter what it is that you're doing now i don't know when it'll happen how are you i am i'm i'm good i'm good good i wanted to say i'm great but i'm still you know i i've been in a weird headspace today and so uh i'm just been you know Doing a lot of thought work today, so I'm not bad. I can't complain. Right? No, I know. I I get how it is. You, you I'm gotta, reflective. I'll say I'm reflective. Right. You gotta stop and reflect sometimes. Yeah, and that's, um, and I, I one thing that's good is that I've noticed. I'm trying to be more aware of the cycles that I go through mentally, and productive wise, just everything, so that I can recognize it as part of the process and not oh, this is now where I'm at and this is where I came. Like, this is not a destination. This is at this part of the process. This is where I'm at and I'm doing some regrouping to figure out where to steer a couple things. And, and, and doing that work today felt really good. So are you trying to tell us that you're on your man period? <laughs> I can't wait for you to stop talking so I can say that. You just wanted you to get said that. cycle, I was like, Oh, here we go. I'm sorry. That's funny. Okay, I got you. I see, because I called it a cycle. (laughs) So she thinks I'm menstruating. (laughs) That's how mature we are here. (laughs) Yes, well, we want to, like, establish that straight up, straight up at the beginning of the show. Oh, my gosh, that's awesome. So dumb, yeah. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, maybe I don't I'm at that point where I'm grumpy, yes, in my cycle. So if that's what you want. Uh, yeah, it kind of did seem a little PMSy to me. I've decided though that I really realized that grief is a lot like PMS. Oh, interesting. I mean, that's not even a joke. I'm just saying that there's that that feeling of like being grumpy and just you don't know when something's gonna set you off and yeah. make you cry out of the blue. That's a really good observation, actually. And that comparison could make for some really good humor. I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that too. When you when you're ready. Um when right. when you I better hurry up and be ready because I got that grief show next month. Is it next month? Awesome. December 16th, yeah. Okay, nice. I remember when you went to the last one to watch and that you were talking about doing it. I just I didn't I forgot the date. I, if I wait till I'm ready, it's just like everything else. I'm never going to be ready. I just got to say, I'm going to be ready and do it. 
So yeah, there there is some uh, value. There's a lot to just putting a date on the calendar and saying that's when I got to be ready by at least ready for the first try. You know, it doesn't mean it's well. And if I like, here's the deal. Like if I lose it and start bawling, it's a grief show. Nobody's going to like probably bat an eyelash. Right. Like that's, yeah, very understandable. I, uh, I, I, one of the things that I noticed the last couple of years that I've learned about myself is, you know, I used to work in grocery and retail and we always had grand openings and I was responsible for kicking off these grand openings for my department. I was in the bakery and espresso department. So it was always, you know, okay, we got a store that's going to open or get remodeled on this date and it's, you know, six months out. So I got to babysit the construction schedule, figure out when to hire, when to train, um, you know, if someone's getting transferred in there, when to order product, all that stuff. And so I had it down to, okay, four, four months out, three months out, six weeks, five weeks, two days, all the way down to the date. And that date was super important because it's advertised in the paper, everybody's coming and you just, you don't miss your grand opening date. That's just not a thing. Right. Uh, but when I moved into my business world, I would do that same kind of thing where I'm like, well, this is the date that this is going to happen. And sometimes there were too many moving parts that were out of my control that I didn't understand yet. And I was beating myself up over the date, even though it was just a date that I had set in my head that I, the book has to be done and the party's going to be that date. And then I'm scrambling and stressing out myself and probably everybody around me trying to hit this arbitrary date that I set rather than, uh, you know, getting everything in line and then setting the date to, to promote. Um, and I think that there's a balancing act between both, because if you don't have a date, then you never get there. You never, you don't have a thing that says, well, I have to at least try by this point. Well, it's kind of like they say, like about uh, having a goal, you know, like if you don't have something that you're aiming for, you're just, yeah, you're just out there wandering around. I know that's not the quote, but. That's the point of the quote. Yeah. And it's, yeah, you'll never hit it basically. And and that's one of my, my things that I was working with this morning is I have very ambitious, very big goals, but uh, sometimes I get caught up on the vagueness of the end goal, which is a lot of different things. And then it's, well, I don't know which one thing to do to get me there. And so today it was really, okay, here's all the things that are going to grow my business and create the lifestyle I want. Now I can prioritize to say, well, what's the first goal to work on? Is it selling books? Is it speaking gigs? Is it podcasting? Is it views? Is it whatever? And I still have the second segment of this to do, but I compiled all of my stuff. Right. So, right. Well, then you also got to kind of work backwards from like that goal. Like, right. Like, what are the steps? I don't mm -hmm. know. Do you do like, like one day a week for this and one day a week for that? Or do you? I have, so I have mapped that out before and I I had a process where uh, I would lead with one thing every day. So that would be what I would focus on because sometimes you still have to touch on the other things. Right. And I would have sales, marketing, video production kind of stuff, podcasting and video production, administrative and legal things. And, um, and then... Um, writing and so each day I would focus on a different area but then maybe I have to touch on some of the other things but the way I had it mapped out it wasn't really working that's kind of why I'm breaking down because there's so much variance in my schedule that um right that I'm, I'm still finding the right 
system. But I have found that each time I go through this, pieces of the system start to work. And so I'm like, okay, well, I got, I developed these habits and those are working. And even though the whole thing isn't working, it doesn't mean it's completely broken. It's now I've upped the game in one area. So let's try and tweak it a little bit for the next round. It's so tough when you got so much to do. And I mean, you've got a lot too. Uh, I was just thinking about like, um, like tonight I'm doing a three minute set Mm -hmm. Uh, in order just to go do three minutes. Like today, my legs are bothering me really bad. Yeah. So I've got compression socks on, you know, on my compression things on my legs. And I've got these tight shoes that just so that I don't have any extra like water in my legs. And I got to take, you know, different medications today than I usually do just to not hurt when I walk up the stairs to the stage. And it's like, there's just so many little things sometimes that go into one thing. Right. You know, and, and it's like, now I'm looking at my hair. If I can hate my hair, I'm going to have to go curl it again. You know, it's just like, <laughs> right. I mean, well, and, I have to do we all both have but, day jobs. So there's a lot of times where you end up working during the day and then having to get your mind space and maybe get a rest in so that you're fresh for the night. Like it's, you have to shift from, okay, I, I have this thing I've got to get ready for, but first I have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I have to do promoting for the thing tonight. So I'm thinking about it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It it is hard, and you know that's why people that are able to like be full time comedy or full time anything that they're pursuing without having to juggle a day job really should feel super lucky because it is a juggling act, you know. Right, and one thing that I I've had to learn the hard way over the last couple of years a little bit, and and try to remind myself of is that. Uh, I think a lot of us do this, but I know I do, is I I divide up how much time I have to do things, and I don't always realize that time does not equal how much energy or focus you have. So just because you have 12 hours that you're awake during the day and not eating and running around or whatever, that doesn't mean you have 12 hours of energy and focus that's going to be good quality energy. Right. So if you fill it with all these things and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I, I didn't do this or that, or I didn't do very well here or there, or I'm forgetting things, or I feel scattered. It's because there's just too much pulling your attention in your head. And when people say they don't have the mental capacity or the headspace to deal with something, it's because they're actually aware that even though they have four hours in their day today, that doesn't mean that they can spend that four hours focusing on your problem or what mm-hmm. you want them to. I know I've been thinking I would like to go back to my, uh, you know, I guess I've shown it to you before, like a thing that we used to do in Mary Kay. And we would do it on just a notebook. But it would be mm-hmm. our six most important things. Yeah. And then on the bottom, it would be like our comments or whatever. And on the right column, it was like who we had to call that day or whatever. And, yeah. or, you know, but then you go through, if you didn't make it through your next six, three or six then the next day that whatever you had left over would go at the top of the next day six you know um it just was really to help you prioritize what really needed to be done right um and i I think i kind of need that kind of focus again yeah and that was what i did today is I, i went to the coffee shop i didn't take my laptop out uh i sat down with just my notebook and i wrote out every single thing that i touch or 
connect with whether it's a group that I'm part of, a social media platform that I'm on, an activity that I do, um, you know, maybe it's uh, a business that I partner with. I, I made a list of everything that kind of touches my opportunities for business growth and or that I that either could or that I think do or that are there right now. And my next segment that I'm going to do is I am going, because I'm, I had to do things very like physically. I'm going to, and I, I came up with like 52 things. And some of them are things I'm not very involved in, but they're ideas that I need to do. And some of them are things like um, doing YouTube shorts. I'm on YouTube, but I don't create YouTube shorts. And I could do those with even segments from podcasts or other things. But um, I'm going to put each topic on a post-it note. I'm going to have a line on my wall, basically, that's going to say, you know, how big is the opportunity going one direction? And then how involved am I already in that? Like how saturated am I in that situation going this way? So that I can look at if, if I have a big opportunity, but I'm not very involved in that yet, it might not be as big of a thing for me to focus on as if there's something that has a pretty good priority, but I'm really well involved in. Uh, so you know, there's, there's some groups that I am very involved or very connected in that could be good opportunities I'm not tapping into, or maybe I'm more involved than I should be for what the opportunity really is to grow my business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we're not spending our time in the best place. That's why I like, they'll say to just like, just map your time out. What are you actually spending your time on? And when yeah. I know uh, being on social media is my biggest problem. Are you I on social media? Like, yeah, sometimes a little bit, <laughs> a little bit too much. Yeah. And it's funny because it's like, you know how like when you post something, there are always like a couple people that respond to you first. Yeah. You know, you have that. And so it's like, okay, I know that I'm not the only one that has that problem right. because I can't even scratch my ass without you commenting or sending me a message. <laughs> right. You know? Well, and one thing that I noticed today regarding social media is that there are things that I do on social media and I'm on there. I just feel like more than I should be, but I, I don't feel like I'm on there purposefully enough sometimes where I don't set down time to produce a specific, you know, batch some content during the week that, okay, these are the, the things I created that I want to send out during the week. I'll, I'll create some meaningful stuff when it pops in my head or whatever, but I don't keep that list and go, you know what, Monday morning is when I'm going to create content and then I'll push it out. So, so that kind of thing is one of the things I'm looking at. Like, you know, maybe social media, I am engaged enough, but just need to change how I engage or how I, how I work my time around it. So maybe I don't have to change too much time other than using the time a little differently. What I, what I need to do is to learn how to, and I'm sure it's not that hard, turn off my messenger. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to do stuff like work and then I keep getting messages and it's distracting me and I'm letting it distract me when I just need to know like, no, I just, because I think, I don't know, you would know, like, does it, my messenger show that I'm on 24-7? It, it shows me uh, like, like it shows me when you were last on. So like last night I messaged you and it said, oh, Sherry was on 28 minutes ago or whatever. And I think you can turn that feature off. Um, but, and then it'll show a green light if you're active right now. But 
I know. Um, Cause then I could just text like you on our phone numbers. Right. Yeah. And or, I or do email. have, yeah. And I have all of my alerts turned off for my social media. I don't have any alerts turned on except for messenger and um, messenger. I have turned on because I message with you on there. And I also have um, some, you know, group chat for like family emergency in there. Uh -huh. So I don't want to miss that. And then, so the only alerts I get that actually I, that my phone will buzz is if I get a text message, my phone's ringing like an actual phone call or messenger. So people message me on Twitter, Instagram, anything. Right. Yeah. Well, it, it gives me the freedom to choose when I'm going to step into that. And even emails, like I will open my email when I'm ready to check it and deal right. with it. And with that, me, that it's way. more like when I'm doing something and I'll see that little thing come down yeah. on messenger and it's like, Ooh, what's going on? You know, like, yeah. It's so tempting, but I'm just saying, so when I'm like actively working on something that I need to not be distracted from, I need to be able to go in there, turn that off mm -hmm. so I can just work uninterrupted. So One thing that I thought was a great idea, um, I, I haven't had the, I didn't have the funds to do this at the time, but I, I still have considered doing it is um, I was talking to somebody who was an author and one of the things they did is they had a separate laptop that they used for writing. And that's all they use that laptop for. So they never got an alert. And, and that's the one thing is like when you open that laptop, then you don't load all the other stuff. So you're choosing to work. It's kind of like a Kindle. If you're reading a book, I always used to think, well, that's kind of silly. I can do that on my phone. But then if I'm holding my phone, I'm alerts are going to pop up, even if it's a text. And if I have a Kindle, I can set my phone across the room and choose to just read and not be interrupted. So changed my perception of the value of that situation a little bit. That's our actually good idea. That's a good idea. So. But I still got some stuff done today. I did an episode of heavy petting. Nice. Which I, I, I'm going to decide I'm going to re resurrect that. Like I did a couple random ones, you know, I did mm -hmm. Emma Montgomery and Julia Ierly recently. Yeah. I thought, yeah, uh, I knew you had done a couple. I thought you were on that yeah, train. but then I just kind of, I don't know, it just kind of fell off. And so I went back and looked on YouTube, not YouTube, Facebook um, in the comedians group. It made a list of all the people who said they'd like to be on it from the last time I posted. Okay, yeah. And then I just like picked the top five that I'm interested in right now, mm -hmm. sent them messages. So I've got, you know, a couple more lined up and nice. a couple and, and, out, and so. there really is a, a kind of a balance to inviting as you know um, but for the people who aren't scheduling shows it's like there's this balance to putting invites out there to get the pipeline filled but not inviting 30 people and then not having time to you know you don't want to say oh I'll record with you next September right and, you know but then also you got to invite enough people that if not everybody replies right away or people say yes they want to do it but then scheduling doesn't work out right away um I have a couple people, if you're watching, sorry, sometimes it's me, um, which I have an automated scheduler I use. So I send that link and say, click this to schedule oh. your time. What happens with me is every once in a while, someone's like, oh, there's not a time that works. Can we do this? And then those yeah. are the ones where I'm like, yeah, just finding that time is trickier. <laughs> right, right. Which is why I use the automated because right. I, because if I was trying to do everything with all these conversations, um, you know, it's, it's nice when you can say, Hey, I record on Tuesdays at three. 
and, and as much as possible, if you can get everybody in there, great. And then that way, if just every once in a while, you got to. Yeah, I, that's what I used to do. But I, I, to me, right at this point in my life, it's easier to just do it when I can coordinate with somebody else. So mm -hmm. it's going to be on different random days of the week at different times. And, you yeah. know, if people catch it, they catch it. If not. Well, the, and YouTube, most of the views usually come it. after anyway. Yeah. Now I I don't record. I actually recorded an episode earlier today as well, which was pretty cool. It's another a guy that has a um, he's been in the industry a long time. He's had a podcast for ten years, and a friend of mine tagged me on Facebook and said, "Hey, you should have you should interview." Uh, his name's Eric Corman. He has the Eric Eric Corman show on iHeartRadio and all sorts of other stuff. But he's interviewed some pretty awesome people and has been in the radio industry a long time. And uh, it was a great conversation, but it was one of those where. He scheduled right away you know we set it up last week did it this week and that'll come out on tuesday isn't and, that uh, nice when they like cooperate and it all works right yeah so i can't wait for that one to come out and so um i do want to say that since i whined last week about not having um very many subscribers on our youtube scrutiny with sherry and andy page we got three new subscribers so thank wow. you to those three people if you haven't subscribed yet please go over there we need to get to 100 so because that gives us um some things that we don't have now on our channel you know right. like because we don't we don't have enough subscribers so 100 that's all we need 100 you know, get over there one it's thing that like I hang on, it's not like it's annoying. It's not like you're going to get notifications or anything. Just subscribe and then leave it, it and really it'll helps. just be there. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. One of the things that I just recently decided to do with my channel um, as a channel, you can follow other channels or you can have like a list of maybe recommended channels. I can't remember what it's called, but I never did that because I don't like having my thing associated with anything. But I thought, you know, I think I am going to start going through and making sure that I have everyone who's been a guest on my show um, in that profile so I can say, hey, you know, all of these people are people that have been on the thing. Um, so anyway, it's just something that um, I don't know if that will make life easier, better, worse. I, one thing that I hate about doing things like that is I always worry that I'll miss one. <laughs> Right. And then make somebody feel bad, you mean? Yeah. And it's like, oh, shoot. Or, or, or sometimes, you know, you think that you click things like to set up or follow and you go through the motions and then they drop off. I've had that where um, Facebook a lot of people say, oh, you know, invite me, invite you to follow this thing. And I'm like, I was already following it or I'll click on it. And it says you're already following. I'm like, then how come it says, you know, that yeah. I'm not? So I don't know why it does that. So Sherry, you have a show tonight. I do. Yes, I was going to do a show with you and I abandoned you. So I'm sure you hate me in your heart right now, but well, I'm going to do it without you. You're going to do it without me and you're going to do great and it's going to be fun. I am going to be at Tacoma Comedy Club for the Keenan Thompson presents a little doohickey. So I've got my three minutes all polished and ready to go. I've timed it. Several times, sometimes I come in a few seconds less than three minutes. Sometimes I come in a few seconds more, but that's fine. It'll be just. Yeah, you're right. Perfect. That yeah. is awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. And then Saturday you have a show also, right? 
Saturday of the disabled list in Seattle. Yeah. So the disabled list, if anyone like hasn't been, they're actually really cool because all the performers have a disability and of just varying different disabilities. It's really, it's, it's interesting. It's fun. It always feels like family, no matter where we do the show or when it just feels kind of like family. So um, if you want a nice time, go do that. But Andy's got some stuff too. Yeah, I'm doing the show that Sherry was not able to do tonight. And that's at L&M Firehouse out in Ording. That starts at seven. So if you're anywhere in the South Sound, head that way. It's going to be fun. Um, Mike Hansen's going to feature. And then Justin Hayes is going to take your spot and be the headliner for the night. So that's going to be a fun show. I have not done that room yet, but Brandon Valentine always puts on great shows. Uh, and and J- Justin's hilarious. And J- just, yeah, Justin is um, amazing. I did uh, Cole Street with him maybe a year or so ago, which that's another great room that Brandon puts on too. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then Friday or Saturday, the 12th, I am emceeing the Indulge, which is Indulge uh, Sip and Taste, I think it is, or Sip and Surge, is a... Um, it's a fundraiser in Gig Harbor. It's at the Gig Harbor Yacht Club. It's put on by the Greater Gig Harbor Foundation. And it is this particular event is their silent auction and auction to raise funds for the Gig Harbor Senior Center, which is a great location that does a lot of work. It's all to support low-income seniors. So I'm excited cool. about that. Get my outfit figured out. Oh, well, that's always good to do a, a show that's a... Uh, not only a show but a good deed right right yeah i'm really excited about that some it's one of the things i've been wanting to get involved more in is is hosting these types of events and doing more mc work on that front and so this will be just a really good time cool yeah um i watched a documentary on netflix last night did you now and it was called Mm, let me look it up because I uh it was very interesting. I've been thinking about it all day. I have a burning question that didn't get answered. And let me look it up before I say anything. I want to say it right. Orgasm Inc. The story of one taste. And it's about it's a documentary about this woman starts this thing. It's called like Om, which is orgasm meditation. Okay. And it's all about how the world would just be better if females had more orgasms. And she's got this like um, method or whatever ways that she does this thing. And it's supposed to like women have like these 15 minute orgasms. And so then she started this thing and then it, it ends up um you know like then people like all kind of move into this place together and they're all doing their thing you know they're teaching how people how to do this and they have workshops and they do it in front of every then it becomes a cult just a straight Uh up cult and this woman becomes like a horrible horrible cult leader human being and i guess she's still around but now she's rebranded it something else but they never so then like they have all these people like oh it was so great we did this and we did that and oh you know and then like 
at the end they're all like saying oh you know like it was horrible like people were getting sexually assaulted and stuff like that oh, that's awful yeah and uh, like if you weren't getting along with one of your co-workers she would tell you that you two had to go have sex you know wow it was weird but at the end you know like people were kind of denouncing what it you know what it was but then i'm like still like today i said to dave i'm like you know they never said like were they really having these 15 minute orgasms like you're like but i still have questions it's like how can you leave that out of the equation like if they're all just uh they've turned their back on it and that's not you know at least one of them could have said but yeah i mean at least i still know how to have 15 minute orgasms." so right I, I don't know if that was just like a mass hysteria thing that would happen or if they were all just lying about you know i i don't know so yeah damn if anyone knows the answer to that let me know because i mean i might have to do some more investigation it was interesting though but i will say you know um it kind of added a little excitement to our bedroom so well it was not 15 minutes but you know (laughs) anyway that's awesome so sexy coming from someone with compression bands on her legs uh you have to add that to your bit too maybe (laughs) not tonight's bit obviously um (sighs) yeah well i have not watched any documentaries and uh definitely not on that subject but um yeah i got nothing on that one <laughs> i don't know it was interesting it really i mean i will say but it was just like okay first we're watching it kind of titillated and then after a while we're like these people are crazy you know? i now i did watch a video on tiktok that sent me down a rabbit hole that i went to find out about and i sent it to you because you are oh. a serial killer person yeah and it's saying that the nursery rhyme do you know the muffin man was based on the world's first serial killer and apparently there was a person who was like a child snatcher serial killer who did entice kids with muffins who lived on like the Drury Lane slice or something Mm -hmm. but there isn't but it's inconclusive on whether or not that really is the tie the song is a tie to that from when I was doing Uh my snopestification or investigation you know so um so I don't know if that's completely true but there is truth behind it would be quite a coincidence if it wasn't but right but the way the story goes is that that nursery rhyme was supposed to warn kids about the muffin man uh not to go by him because well, then maybe they should have made it sound so damn cheerful i know right <laughs> i could make me if i was a kid it'd make me want to go look for this muffin man but look about ring around the rosy too it's the same kind of thing it's all cheery and all about you know death and the bubonic plague but i sent it to you because i know your fascination with that and it said it was the one of them said it was like the world's first serial killer at least but who knows what's really the first i meant to say something to you about that because i that was uh pretty interesting it was funny too though that you had that guy on your show that's the first one so shut up um (laughs) You had that guy on your show that uh, does all those Tacoma haunted yeah. 
or whatever, Washington State. Yeah. It's like I've been watching him on TikTok for a while and just never mentioned it to you. And then I, I haven't watched the episode yet. But then I look, I'm like, oh, I know that guy from TikTok. Oh, like, oh that's it's, funny. Like, yeah, he's, famous, he's actually one of my, you know? Yeah, he's one of my favorite channels. And he, uh, and I know him from being around town. And uh, he brings his tour groups into Odd Otter uh, quite a bit. And so I've known him. I met him originally in that capacity. And I just, I, I'm, you know, a big geek for that kind of local right. trivia kind of stuff. And it's, you know, I grew up here and I am continually amazed at the things I'm still learning about these small stories and some big stories from around town. I'm like, oh, I drive, I drove by that building all the time or I've been there and I didn't know. Well, there's that like that just... one, that one mansion that's just down the street from you. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I used to live in Tacoma and I would still work to Federal I drove that way all the time. And we always looked at that place and it always looked like nobody was there. But then after a while, then we started seeing this like fancy car that was there. Yeah, there was always a silver Mercedes. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, what's going on? Like, what's the story of this place? And I always meant to look it up. And then one day ran into him talking about it on TikTok. I'm like, oh my God, look, Dave, you know. Right. Yeah. And it also, ever since I was driving, there was always that silver Mercedes, but every like few years, it would be a new model of the same car parked there. I don't know if you ever saw it do that, but be like, wait, that was like a 85 and now it's like a 92 or whatever, but the same style, same color, only sign of life in the whole place. I've always wanted to go in there, you know, and look around. I love that kind of stuff. Someone referred to it the other day as the White House of the West Coast. Oh, really? <laughs> Which might be a bit much. Maybe the White House of Tacoma. <laughs> we should give that guy a shout out. What's his name? Chris Stottinger. And it's uh, Pretty Gritty Tours. So if you check out Pretty Gritty Tours on all the social medias, you can. Yeah, follow. his TikTok is really interesting. It is. Yeah. I got One of my favorites that he does, and I think it's pinned on his TikTok, is uh, just about not not being afraid to say you're from Tacoma. Oh, and a, a gal's on it like on a first date and he's like where are you from and she's from i'm from washington he's like washington dc no like you know like washington state and he's like seattle yeah i'm from seattle like, no you're not you're from tacoma and then he runs through like fact after fact after fact about landmarks or things that are tacoma's known for oh maybe, I, maybe i've seen that yeah yeah i've um, said that to people new in town like say you're from tacoma <laughs> Uh, th- that house when I go used to go by or that mansion whatever reminded me of when I when I lived in Auburn uh, my friends and I were looking for like a house that would rent to us as roommates you know mm-hmm. and we went and looked at this one older house and it was the coolest house it had um it had like the like the maids it had like maids quarters that was kind of hidden back behind. Oh where the rest of the goings of the house were and it was just it it really just gave me this feeling of I don't know I really liked it we weren't able to end up renting it but I still dream about that house a lot Hmm. except it's a little different in the dream but it's a in my dream it's a house I know this is just where we're actually going into my psyche right now all right house that has all these hidden levels in my dream that nobody knows about. So like you go down and then there's like a whole nother apartment and there's bedrooms and you know, it just, um, but I've, I've come to realize that was like a recurring dream that really that house 
is representing me, you know, oh. my oh. and the different levels and the things that are hidden from other people, you know, but so when I see that place, it always ties me back to that place, which makes me think of my dreams. And so it's all oh a triangle to me in some weird way. Yeah. I always um, thought, I always thought it would be awesome to have a house with hidden tunnels and rooms behind bookshelves and like uh, Batman or that show Webster where they would come out of the clock, you know, and it would be like a tunnel to another part of the house. And yeah, uh, I, was like, I was like, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like it might freak me out because I'd be like, who's hiding in the hiding? <laughs> I've watched, you know, I watch a lot of weird shit on YouTube and there's a lot of stuff like that. Like, all these people found out that there was somebody that there was like a crawl space and there uh, that was a, a accessible this way and there was a fake wall built so they didn't know that some guy had been living in their house you know for two years or something you know and then they cut camera inside the house caught the guy coming into the kitchen in the middle of the night you know weird yeah. stuff like that yeah Ugh. 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 yeah i i don't I, yeah, I'd have a hard time with that much space. I because I actually drove past that house you're talking about. This house, it's called the Rust Mansion. You guys should check it out. Uh, it is, uh, it's huge. But when I, um, I drove by there and I, you know, doing the thing where I'm like, oh, maybe I should have a house like that when I have all my millions of dollars. But I thought I don't even want that much space. And I even kind of got like, I don't want to own that much stuff. Like I live such a simple, small life that I thought. <laughs> I don't need 12 couches like yeah like if yeah, I did well, if I gotta, ever had a space that big I would hire live someone in my... to clean it you gotta yeah. hire someone to clean it I mean because if you look at that place it's, it looks awful you know mm -hmm. it really needs a good uh well they're in the middle of a big renovation right now are they yeah yeah someone someone bought it the family sold it recently in the last maybe year or so and it's in the middle of stuff to the point where like now I drive by and I'm like oh they've redone the rail on the top and they've you know pieces mm -hmm. of it are starting to look better I'm like oh that's oh cool. good well good because that place deserves it you know what they're going to do with it I don't know I believe that her design was the lady who bought it I believe was planning to fix it up just to resell it but I don't know if there was a specific thing I I should read I heard I've heard different things but I don't know what's accurate is what I should say so um but I think there's a website even for the house. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, is there pictures of the inside? I have no idea. What's it called again? Rust Mansion. Rust? Just like yeah. Rust? Okay. I'm pretty sure that's right. Either that or my memory is failing me. Did Rust you, did I tell you what I learned about uh, Alzheimer's? No. Well, this is bad news for me, actually, but they have found and they're, you know, they're still just in the preliminary stages of this. Uh, they only like noticed it on think I think mice or something. I don't know. But they think that picking your nose to the point where you like maybe scratch membranes or, you know, whatever, uh -huh. that that can introduce like a bacteria that can go up into your brain and cause you to have Alzheimer's. Mm. Okay. So well, it'll be interesting to see like if people that have Alzheimer's were nose pickers or not. Like, they're just in the beginning stages of research. 
But they have found that, you know, yeah, that this. I didn't know that mice pick their noses. Well, I think they probably scratched into their nose some other way or introduced it some other way, but. I see. Perhaps. Yeah. And I've got long fingernails. That's all I'm saying. So probably why I forgot my doctor. Did I tell you about forgetting my doctor's appointment? No. Yeah, you know how I had to make an appointment to get my medicine refilled? Mm -hmm. They had to check my eyes. Yeah. Week later, I go, hey, wait a minute. I don't have the <laughs> medicine. It's gone. What's going? Oh, yeah. Oh, I was no. like, I totally fucking forgot. It was on the calendar. I think it was because when I was supposed to go out to dinner with Carrie and then she canceled somehow yeah. because that moving stuff around that week made me forget because it was that week that I was supposed to go. But oh, dang. not that that's anybody's fault but my own. But yeah, so it's getting there. Hmm. So God only knows what kind of weird shit I'm going to start forgetting now. What was your name again? <laughs> <laughs> I know Alzheimer's not a joke, but you know, we're, I'm pretty much guessing I'm going to be one. So I'll make fun of myself. Uh, Where are we? 440. Yeah. We're so 10 minutes, if you have anything to talk about. I have anything to talk about. You know, I would just say, my big thing right now has really just been prioritizing my my energy. I, I felt a, a little scattered the last couple of weeks. And I think, and we talked, you mentioned it earlier. I didn't have a car for a month. So I kind of went into this meditative Zen state of just slowing down life. And mm -hmm. I, I knew a little bit of it would happen when I got a car again and I would start doing all the running around again. It's really easy to add all the stuff back in. And I am... I've experienced that now for a week and a half and it's like, okay, time to, you know, rein some stuff in and just go, okay, well, what is it that I actually want to be choosing? What do you want to keep and what do you want to throw away? Because, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, you noticed a big difference in that, in that span of time, mm -hmm. like how much time you were able to put into like your book and that kind of stuff that means a lot to you. What's, what's right. the puff? Yeah. So it's almost like, I don't know if I need to put something on my car keys that's just like, how necessary is this trip? You know, like, like put some weight into it. Um, but I am planning my, my, uh, my corporate retreat where I go away with myself and get offline for a little bit and just reset everything and reprioritize and make my plan for the next year because, uh, which is what a lot of today was getting set up for that. So I can sit down, map out all my things and, get my sales marketing plan in place and have a sit down with my sales manager, have a sit down with my marketing department, you know, all these conversations I get to have in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, holidays are coming up. I just talked to my mom. I hadn't talked to her in a while and she was wondering, you know, like what, uh, well, holidays are coming talk? over or whatever and it's like oh holidays are really stressful times for people they are and i think um after the pandemic it was like it was actually i, I don't mean any disrespect from, to my family but it was actually nice not having to worry about that about getting together with them and just doing our own thing here but 
We're yeah. gonna go. We're gonna go over to my mom's on Thanksgiving. Um, but you know, it's gonna be weird. Not that Noah ever went with us, but it's gonna be weird not having Noah here. You know? Yeah, oh, for sure. I think that any time that we. I mean, it's always, I don't think it's ever going to not be hard, but the first time of anything is going to yeah. be the worst where you're just like, uh, mm -hmm. and I, so, and like you said, even if, even things that weren't always a tradition together, if they sometimes happen together or they were a possibility that they would, then you still have that, oh, well, it isn't even there, you know? Yeah, so I don't know. It's kind of like brought that to the forefront. Like, okay, we're in this, you know, and it's darker now at night. And so it's just like, well, it's not darker. Yeah. Earlier. So it's like time to get into that kind of hibernation winter mode. And I, I don't enjoy it. I do get a, I do get a bummer mm -hmm. when it's this time of year. You know, when I was at the worst, worst part of my divorce. Yeah, I've probably talked about this before, but I had to have what I called my depression calendar. And I would take a look at like the next month or the next week or however long I was looking at. And I would look at what are the days that might be the hardest if it's like my kid's birthday and I'm not going to see them or if it's Christmas Eve and we're not doing the same tradition or I won't be part of a tradition that we used to do. I need to have a plan in place that's not just me sitting at home waiting for those feelings to come and not that those feelings will come and, and we need to live through them, but that maybe I have something, whether it's to honor that thing or, you know, like I remember one Christmas Eve, it was like, well, I'm going to wear a Santa hat and go Uber drive. And as much as that's not a um, super exciting thing necessarily, I had a plan. I was like, okay, I'm going to plan. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it from this time to this time. And, um, or I'm going to, at home and watch my favorite Christmas movie and have eggnog and buy my favorite cookies or whatever. Like I was right. just having something knowing that, okay, that's going to be a tough time. And it doesn't, I don't know that that makes it, you know, it's just anything is a trick to try to play with. And sometimes they help and sometimes they don't. And we never right. know. Yeah. Well, we're all doing the best we can, right? Definitely. Got it. All right. Oh, let me just say head. one last thing. Yes. I'm getting I'm getting tired of this and I understand why people do it. But I'm tired of people bringing up Noah to me because they want to talk about the person that they're missing. Mm. Like it's getting on my nerves. That's fair. And I know yeah. people you're using it as a way to bond or whatever, to relate or whatever, mm -hmm. but then I feel like you're not really asking me about me and how I'm doing. You really just want to talk about you and how you're doing. So if you want to talk about you and how you're doing, then talk to me about you and how you're doing. Because I feel if you just ask me about how I'm doing and then immediately tell me how you're doing, I don't think you really care how I'm doing. So yeah. it makes you feel kind of, well, for me, it makes me feel kind of like used or like, oh, I didn't. I used. I do. Exactly. It's like they're masturbating on me in a weird sort of a way. And I don't like people masturbating on me, not even my husband. So. 
Um, I will. I, I just heard something yesterday. Um, a friend of mine was going through something and they happened to hear like part of a documentary or a clip about grief. And it was really interesting because they said that one of the things that they talked about, they they didn't intend to watch this thing and it came on after whatever they were listening to, I think on the radio. And they said that, um, they're like, okay, I'm just going to listen to this because I kind of do need to hear it. But one of the things that they were pointing out is that people don't understand that grief is different for everybody in every situation. And even if I deal with grief one way in situation that's going on right now, I might deal with the next situation completely different. And even if the person dies in the same way, in this way, and that way, like it doesn't matter because where we're at in life, it's always different. So we can't just say, oh, well, it should be like this because it's this. And I think people try to make sense with good intent to relate or to be helpful, but it's, it's so different for everybody and for every person. And I do find that if you are a mother of a child who has committed suicide, I'm way more comfortable with you than anybody else. If sure. you're a mother of a child who's died, it's not the same. You know, if your uh, parents have died, it's not the same. Right. I can say like, if your child has committed suicide, it's the same. We get each other a lot more. And yeah, there's, I, there's aspects for sure. Yeah. If I was talking to another mother of a suicide child, I would probably wouldn't have that feeling because it would be like we're in the same club. Yeah. Well, and there is, it's like anything, like the more, the more we have in common, the more we can relate for the conversation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nothing against, like, I still, we're still all, if we, if you've lost a child, we're all in the same club. We are all in the same club. It's not a good club. But it is a club and it's a family. But like, if if I'm just saying that like someone will say, oh yeah, when my, because my grief for Scott is not the same as my grief for Noah. Right. So someone comes to me talking about their parents even, or their friend, it's not the same. So don't, I, I guess, don't try to relate to me if it's not the same. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Everybody's like, I'm an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) It's awareness. You know, I am funny when I'm on stage. So come see me there. And then, uh, you know. Yeah. Comedy club. I don't even know if they have tickets left tonight, but. There's that. Uh, We're going to be here next week. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 17th. All right. So we will be here that day. We'll see you then. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, Sherry.